For over a 100 years, radio has been one of the biggest mediums for communication, information, and entertainment. It was the first true broadcast medium. However, recent technical and demographic changes have made the future of radio, or at least some of the bands, doubtful. Learn more about AM and FM radio, its past, present, and future, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is sponsored by Audible.com. My audiobook recommendation today is A History of the World in 100 Objects, the landmark BBC Radio 4 series by Neil McGregor. In 2010, the BBC and the British Museum embarked on an ambitious project to tell the story of two million years of human history using 100 objects selected from the museum's vast and renowned collection. Presented by British Museum's then-director Neil McGregor, each episode focuses on a single object, from a Stone Age tool to a solar-powered lamp, and explains its significance in human history. A stone pillar tells us about a great Indian emperor preaching tolerance to his people. Spanish Pieces of Eight tells us about the beginning of global currency, and an early Victorian tea set speaks to us about the impact of empire. You can get a free one-month trial to Audible and two free audiobooks by going to audibletrial.com slash everything everywhere, or by clicking on the link in the show notes. Radio waves are amazing things. We can't see them, we can't feel them, yet much of the world runs on electromagnetic radio waves. If you're listening to this on a smartphone, you probably downloaded this podcast via radio waves. Amazingly, radio waves were predicted before they were discovered. James Clark Maxwell predicted the existence of electromagnetic waves beyond visible light. German physicist Heinrich Hertz proved their existence in 1886, and just a decade later, Italian Guglielmo Marconi had developed a practical device for sending and receiving radio signals. In 1906, Reginald Fessenden broadcast a message from Ocean Bluff, Brant Rock, Massachusetts, out to ships at sea. The broadcast was a version of O Holy Night on the violin. This was the first use of amplitude modulation, or what later became known as AM radio. 
Amplitude modulation uses the height and strength of a wave to encode information. When AM radio was developed, it was just radio. Its creation necessitated a host of laws and regulations to make sure there wasn't chaos on the airwaves. If multiple sources are broadcasting on the same frequency, radio would be a mess and no one would be able to listen to anything. Most commercial radio stations were allocated to what is known as the medium wave part of the spectrum. Lower frequencies were reserved for international radio transmissions. That meant that radio stations could only reach a certain local audience. AM was the technology used during the golden age of radio. Before television, this was the primary source of news and entertainment for most families. Technology wasn't standing still, however. As effective as AM was, it had serious drawbacks. The quality of the audio wasn't very good, and you could only broadcast a single channel of audio. In 1933, a new method to send audio transmissions over radio waves was developed by American Edwin Armstrong. This was known as frequency modulation, or FM. Instead of increasing amplitude, it would vary the frequency of the signal. This proved to be a far better way to transmit sound than AM. It also allowed for multiplexing signals, which allowed for music to be broadcast in stereo. FM took much longer to take off than AM radio did. Even though the first FM stations in the United States started in the late 30s, it took a while before it caught on. It required people to have FM-capable radios, which most people didn't have at launch. It wasn't until the late 1960s, when album-orientated rock became a thing, that FM really started to gain traction. In 1978, FM radio finally passed AM radio in terms of total listeners in the United States. Through the 70s and 80s, almost all major music stations, regardless of musical genre, eventually migrated over to FM. The quality for music was simply better. As audiences and money gravitated towards FM, that made AM stations shift their strategy. The 80s and 90s saw the rise of more talk-orientated stations. Sports, politics, weather, news, and religion found homes on AM radio as the monophonic signals and lower sound quality were a better fit for talking instead of music. There are other problems with AM beyond limitations of amplitude modulation. If you were inside a building, AM signals would be more difficult to receive. Most AM stations have to reduce their power or turn off completely at night. This is due to the atmospheric propagation of AM signals. Perhaps you've picked up some very distant AM radio station in your car at night. Once the sun sets, AM signals can bounce off the ionosphere and travel much further. If every AM station were to keep broadcasting at night, stations that were far apart would start to interfere with each other. That's why the Federal Communications Commission designated certain stations as clear channel stations, not to be confused with the name of the radio company. These stations could broadcast at full power all night long. These stations are spaced out along the AM radio band so they don't conflict with each other and are located throughout the United States, Canada, Mexico, and the Bahamas. Things look even worse for AM radio going forward. One of the side effects of electric cars is that even though they're quiet and efficient, they create electromagnetic interference with AM radio frequencies. That means AM radio is all but impossible to listen to in an electric car. Both BMW and Tesla have already eliminated AM radios in their vehicles for this reason. Considering that 40% of all radio listening happens in cars, this is not insignificant. And the fact that most new cars sold are expected to be electric by the year 2035, it could be the final straw for AM radio. Moreover, the internet has caused a huge drop-off in radio listening across the board. Both at home and in cars, people are more likely to listen to streaming services, digital music, or, like all of you, podcasts.
All over Europe, AM medium wave radio stations are being shut down. In several countries, such stations have now been totally eliminated. While there hasn't been public calls to eliminate AM radio in the U.S., the future doesn't look very bright. So, what about FM radio? The future for FM does seem better. Many successful AM stations have already moved over to FM or are simulcasting on both bands. While FM doesn't suffer the same technical problems as AM, they are still dealing with the same issues of their audience moving online. The big question is, does radio have a future at all? Yes, but it might be very different technology than what we've been used to for the last 100 years. Just like terrestrial television made a switch in 2009 to digital signals, so too might radio move to all digital as well. Norway recently became the first country to eliminate all of its FM radio stations and move completely to digital radio. The United States has already adopted a format called HD radio. As of October 2020, the FCC has given permission for all AM radio stations in the United States to convert to digital if they wish. Right now, it's mostly a chicken and egg problem. Most people don't have digital radios yet, but it's now being installed as standard in new vehicles by most auto manufacturers. It would be similar to satellite radio, but with local stations and a much lower bit rate. It might only be a matter of time before the FCC announces a complete switch to digital radio in the United States. If that happens, it'll probably go like the transition to digital television did, with several years' advance warning for people to upgrade their radios. However, there are still people who want to preserve at least some of AM radio. It's a very simple, time-tested technology, and it works with over a centuries of radios which have been produced. If there's ever a need for emergency broadcasting, plain old AM is still the best way to get the message out in an emergency. AM is so simple that it's possible to make your own AM radio receiver out of just some wire and a cardboard tube. Whatever happens to radio going forward, the only thing we can probably be certain of is that the next 100 years will look nothing like the first 100 years. Executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is James Makala. The associate producer is Thor Thompson. Remember to leave a five-star review to get your review read on the show. They can be left at Apple Podcasts, Podcast Republic, or wherever you listen to the show. Also, you can help support the show over at Patreon.com. Patrons can get merchandise like t-shirts and hoodies, as well as having direct access to provide suggestions for future episodes.